Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for not only them diehard Brewer fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. I'm Tyler, aka T Plush, your host, and can be found on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. I am joined, as always, with my good buddy Trevor Sunshine Bender, who can be found on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And of course, you can follow the pod at Trilogy underscore pod, in which Sunshine just informed me we are at 999 tweets on that account. So we're one away from 1,000. So we're always out there tweeting out stuff about the Packers, Brewers, and Bucks. So make sure you're giving that a follow. And in case you have not heard, the Brewers are playing on Tuesday, the first, against the Nationals for the wildcard game. First pitch is at 7.08, approximately, central time, that is. And, yeah, I mean, lots of stuff happened today. The Brewers get swept by the Rockies. The Cubs hold up hold up their end of the bargain by taking two out of three versus the Cardinals, but were unable to capitalize. Uh, Clint Hurdle and Joe Madden are out as managers from the Pirates and the Cubs. Uh, Christian Yelich wins back-to-back batting titles. That's exciting. Um, and then, of course, you know, with all this information, that means the Cardinals are the division champs, their first time winning since 2015. They will move on to play the Braves in the NLDS. So the Brewers have to take the the harder path here. We have to get through the Nationals first, and then the winner, which will be the Brewers, will go on to play the Dodgers in a best-of-game best of five series. So I just threw a lot of information at you, Trevor. Uh, how are you doing after this disappointing Brewer sweep? Oh man, that was so unbearably disappointing because I was, I think Ben Larson said it on Lockdown Brewers that, or maybe it was one of his guests he had this week that in September, you've just waken up figuring the Brewers were going to win their game that they had on that day. And that's what I did all series. And after the Cubs won on Friday, I was like, oh, that's great. And then the Brewers lose. Well, well, there was our opportunity. We lost it. And then they, the Cubs win a second fucking game. And the Brewers couldn't win that second game. <laughs> That's how I'm doing, Tyler. That's well, you doing. sound like me after after the Packers loss last Thursday. Ugh, it's it's super frustrating. And what sucks even more is I have now officially lost my bet with Ben Larson, the host of Lockdown Brewers. I told him that the uh, Brewers were going to get to 90 wins this season, so I bet him my Josh Hader bobblehead. And I felt, yeah, like you said, confident waking up every morning like we can get one freaking win in Colorado. 
Eh, nope. Now I gotta send that to him. So, you know, sucks, but a bet's a bet, and I'm a man of my words. I will definitely own up to that. Um, but let's just briefly touch on this Colorado series here a little bit more. Trevor, who is your star from the series, and who is your dud from this series? So my star who almost single-handedly won the second game of this series until the bullpen had something to say about it. Um, and that was Lorenzo Cain. And offensively, he wasn't a huge star in the series. He had a home run in the first game, a double in the second game, and he didn't play in the third. But he was unbelievable defensively. He had um, an absolutely huge diving catch uh when Brent Suter was playing and Brent Suter yelling not today or no he was yelling low cane when he made that catch that was amazing just watching the Raptor just scream low cane's name from the pitching mound was funny to watch um and then I think it was the next inning it might have been two innings after that he goes and absolutely pulls one back from that one should have been a home run, no question. And he somehow pulls it back. And just unbelievable stuff from Lorenzo Cain. And you could tell he was not himself and was hurt um, on both those plays, really. Like, you could still see he was coming up kind of limp from both those plays. And going on the offensive side, he was still playing his ass off. And he was about to score. Um I know a lot of Brewer fans think it should have been called, but I think they got it right with the catcher interference call um, that they reviewed late in the game. I do think the throw carried him into it, but just the effort for Lorenzo Cain, and he wanted that more than anyone. Um, So he's the star for me. And like I previously said, my dud is I was just going to do hater because that was really disappointing in a game I thought they should have won. Um. But I just, the whole bullpen really blew this terribly in this one. Um, in that second game, Hader gives up the home run to let them tie it. And then Albers allows them to walk it off in the 10th. And then in this third game, it was more of the same. I mean, the ending of that game was atrocious from Nottingham throwing the ball to Hira at first on a bunt that Keston ended up running over the first base ump four and then it got in the outfield and then it was first and third and then we lose on a fucking wild pitch like it was just not great um for this bullpen and honestly has me not feeling nearly as confident as I was two days ago well, my confidence isn't shaken yet. I mean, when you back up to the bullpen, yeah, you pick anyone from the sixth inning in Friday night's game, they threw a combined 50 pitches, and, oh, God, who was it? Ray Black, Alex Claudio, Jay Jackson, any one of those guys in the sixth inning was terrible. And I know there's a lot of Brewer friends who are like, oh, why'd you pull Zach Davies, you know, five innings, uh, only at 68 pitches, but, I mean... Council pinch hit for him in a spot where they had to or had a chance to put up some runs, and that's kind of been the recipe this September. So I I don't put any blame on Craig Council at all for that. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Lorenzo Cain's effort is tremendous. I mean, 
when I say low, you say Cain, right? I mean, that's Brent Suter's, uh, what he always does to kind of worship him in his own weird way. Um, but for me, uh, the stars I picked out was Orlando Arcia. He really had a good offensive series, uh, kind of getting the bat going. We all know the story with him last postseason, um, the lead, or the club leader in home runs in 2018, <laughs> uh, for the postseason anyway. But against the Rockies, he ended up with four hits, had two doubles, and then four RBIs. He collected three of those RBIs on a very weird double on Friday night's game, um, which Probably should have been caught, um, but it wasn't, so uh, bases were cleared there. Um, And then my dud for the series was Trent Grisham. I know he drew a few walks in today's finale Sunday, but overall for the series he was 1 for 12, had four strikeouts, three of them which were in Saturday's game, you know, a close game where you really could have used him to get on base. Um, So... I I fully expect him to rebound. You know, baseball is a game of ups and downs, but it was kind of disappointing to see him not come through um, in the leadoff spot this series and really kind of been struggling throughout the whole road trip. So hopefully he gets it figured out in time uh, for the next game, which the Brewers are only guaranteed one more game. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of scary. Do you have anything else about the Colorado Rockies series at all, Trevor? No, I'm sick of making myself more depressed. All right, let's move on because as depressing as the series was, we got playoff baseball coming up. As I said, the Nationals are going to be our opponents, and the Nationals are a strange team. Earlier on in the year, the Brewers actually swept them. If I think back correctly, I believe that was in May, and the Nationals were actually 12 games under 500 at one point in their season, but they've really put together a damn good uh second half um and offense has really been carrying the way um so the that's nothing against their pitching at all because they obviously have great pitchers and i know trevor has a few points on their pitchers so why don't you tell us a little bit about max scherzer trevor who is who the uh, brewers will be seeing first on tuesday yeah i mean he is slated to start um and just from name recognition recognition alone, I think Brewers fans were like, oh, fuck. Um, because he is a very good pitcher, and he has been for a very long time. But he has been struggling a little bit in September. Um, his last five starts, he's had an over five ERA, um, which in case you didn't know, that's not very good. Um, so hopefully that kind of continues for the Brewers. We really kind of need that con- to continue because if Max Scherzer is his ace self, um, I don't think the Brewers stand a chance because when he is on, he is one of the best pitchers in the league. So I really hope that that trend kind of continues. Um, and Tyler posted this stat on Twitter and someone – from Twitter came back and said that he didn't have his normal catcher due to injury and he would probably be back uh, behind the dish on Tuesday. So maybe that plays a factor into it. But, And I know that sometimes that can play a big factor. I just don't see how he's going to get his catcher back and then be back to max surge, the max surger we know after he's been at 
a 5.24 ERA in his last five starts. Yeah, I mean, the catcher Kirk Suzuki coming back, I mean, I think it plays a factor, but really, Max Scherzer's been battling injuries the entire second half of this season. Um, This 2019 season is the first time he's not going to pitch over 200 innings, and it was like over five-plus years. Now, granted, he did still strike out more than 200 batters. Um, so did uh, Steven Strasburg, uh, obviously another great Nationals pitcher who we might see on Tuesday as well. Um, but like you said, scherzers he's been in these big moments before, and he's been a, one of those go-to guys. So, you know, while we expect to see the Brewers maybe strike out a lot, which wouldn't be uncommon for the Brewers. You have to hope um, when they do get some hits off Scherzer on Tuesday that they're really hitting hitting them into the gap or hitting them over the wall because um, you got to make those hits count. It's going to be hard to string together those hits. And, you know, even when the Brewers do, uh, Dave Martinez, the Nationals manager, said he will not hesitate to deploy Steven Strasburg or Patrick Corbin, um, obviously two other starters in the Nationals' normal rotation. Um, Strasburg, again, is putting together a tremendous year. He has a 3.32 ERA, and some could argue he's been better down the stretch than Scherzer. Excuse me. He has a 2.40 ERA in September, um, and he's, he's a strange pitcher. His curveball is his most commonly used pitch, so he throws more curves than fastballs, which is just insane. Um, but then Patrick Corbin, obviously the Nationals' big uh, offseason acquisition, will be available despite throwing 94 pitches on Saturday, September 28th. Um, so I don't know how for how many innings or if he'll have a pitch count. Actually, you know what? Screw that. It's the playoffs. He will not have a pitch count. But um, I don't know how much you could really expect out of him. Um, you just kind of, at this point, you know, it's it's scary to think about the Brewers going up against these big pitchers, but you have to remember who they beat in September. We beat Zach Granke, you know, this September, um, trying to think who else we beat. There was a couple others. Granke was obviously the biggest name, but to beat him in the Astros um, was just kind of shows you that the Brewers have the capability to do it, you know. It's one game. It doesn't matter what your records or how many batters you struck out all season long. None of that matters anymore. You just have to take care of business in one game. Um, from the bullpen side of things, you you could argue that the Nationals' bullpen is their weakest length, uh, link. Excuse me, But I don't know. Is it going to play that big of a factor if they just keep throwing out their good starting pitchers? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Obviously, Sean Doolittle and Daniel Hudson are two phenomenal relievers for the Nationals. So, you know, if we do get down into the eighth inning and the Nationals have a lead, I would expect to see one of them too. Um, but I guess we'll see what he elects to do. Um, do you have anything else pitching-wise at all, Trevor? Um, No, I think you covered it pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if things are going well for the Nationals that those five pitchers that you mentioned are the only ones we see in this one. Yeah, and that that is scary to think about. And another thing that is scary to think about is this Nationals offense. So currently, they uh, finished the season second in runs scored, second in the least amount of strikeouts, and second in steals. This is all in the National League. Uh, third in hits, third in slugging percentage, and then fourth in walks. Um, the Brewers actually finished first in walks in the National League, so that's encouraging. But 
Thanks, Yaz. Yeah, thank you, Yaz. <laughs> um, he was a big part of that. But the the Nationals have some sluggers on the offensive side of things, and the Brewers have not yet announced, um, at least as we're recording this around 7 o'clock on Sunday the 29th, who they're going to start yet. We could anticipate that it's going to be Brandon Woodruff um, based off hints that Craig Council has dropped. Um, but then again, you know, he, he hasn't pitched more than two innings since the injury. Um, so... I don't know, Trevor, if it is Brandon Woodruff going up against the Nationals, uh, how confident are you in his ability to deliver? Um, I'm very confident in his ability to deliver for us. Um, But I think you're crazy if you're expecting a seven-inning game from Brandon Woodruff. That's just not going to happen. So I think kind of like what the Nationals are doing, um, I think I think he's going to be out there, and they're going to pitch him as long as they can, but I'm expecting four solid innings, and then they're going to have to go to the bullpen, and they're going to have to find guys who can go out there and perform. And I think, I mean, we'll see, but I think Brett Suter is going to play a part in that. I think, obviously, Josh Hader is going to get out there. A lot of things, a lot of people are going to be in on this battle, especially if it's close, but... I think it's going to be Brandon Woodruff. I think we're going to see Brent Suter. We're going to see Josh Hader as long as the game goes kind of how we hope it does. Um, And it's going to have to be an all-hands-on-deck because we don't have five guys that really strike fear in opposing teams because we just – we don't have Scherzer. We don't have Strasburg. We don't have Corbin. We don't have those guys. So – it's like I said, it's got to be all hands on deck. Um, and Adam McKelvey just posted on Twitter a minute ago. Again, Tyler said we're recording about seven o'clock on Sunday. Um, still Brewers have not named an initial outgetter for the wild card game. Um, but he would bet all of his candy raisins that it's Brandon Woodrow. <laughs> so take that for what it's worth. <laughs> That doesn't even sound enjoyable. A candy raisin? Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that maybe maybe that means he's not very confident. I don't know. <laughs> because yeah, I'll I'll give you if I ever have candied raisins, I'll I'll gladly give them to you if that's what you want. <laughs> I don't want those. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's funny because he just tweeted out the initial outgetter. I mean, I don't think there's a Brewer pitcher who is unavailable for this wild card game. Even Adrian Hauser, who pitched today again on the 29th, the Brewers yanked him out early because they saw the Cardinals were just killing the Cubs. <laughs> um, so I think everyone's available. I mean, obviously the rosters have to get trimmed down from 40 to 25. So you, you know, we think guys who saw pitching this 13 inning game today, like Jimmy Nelson, Jake Faria, um, you know, those guys probably are not going to make the cut. But, you know, you could see what if the Brewers deploy Brandon Woodruff for one inning, Jordan Lyles for one inning, Adrian Hauser for one inning, uh, Chase Anderson for one inning. What if they go with that strategy of we're just going to throw you a different pitcher every inning just to keep you off balance and, you know, kind of on your toes a little bit? Because, like you said, we don't have that one pitcher that strikes fear uh, into you. Obviously, if Brandon Woodruff would have been healthy, I think he would have been that guy. But that's just not the case. Um, going into this game I think it's a lot to ask of Brandon Woodruff to you know expect him to go toe-to-toe with Max Scherzer so you know I bet you Craig Council is still going to say hey only expect to go 
one time through the order or until your spot in the batting order comes up. Um, that way he can just go out there and ball out for however long that takes. Um, but I guess, I guess we'll see. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on yeah. that at all? Yeah. So I kind of like your, um, one pitcher per inning type thing, but I would like to draw that out a little bit because if you do that, you're legit going to have no one to pitch. Um, and if we win this game, which obviously what we're hoping to do, you're not going to have anyone to get through a very, very, very tough Dodgers team. So I, I would like to see Brandon Woodruff go as far as he can. So whether that's three innings, four innings, if we're very lucky five, um, I would just like to see kind of one time through the batting order. So Brent Suter goes two to three innings or whatever he's capable of up to one time through the batting order. Then the next time they go through, don't let them see the same pitcher again and keep kind of changing it out that way. And late in the game, it might be it's one inning every time. But if Woodruff goes out there, puts three up, Suter gets you two or three, then you have another pitcher that gives you two or three. Then you're looking kind of in that Josh Hader range who can give you two innings if you need him to as well. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what Council does. And uh, I mean, watching in September, I know he had a lot more ammunition in terms of just guys because of the expanded rosters. But it'll be interesting to see um, what he does with the with, with the pitching staff in this game because it's – for my eyes, that's the biggest thing that he's got to worry about. It, it definitely is. And it's not like the Dodgers last year where you can throw, uh, you know, a righty out there or a lefty out there and then switch to a righty completely mess up their lineup or vice versa. Um, this It doesn't work with this Nationals lineup. You know, we're not exactly sure yet who will be starting for the Nationals. They got a lot of guys to choose from, too. They got a lot of offensive firepower, and that's a – that's a good problem to have. I mean, Howie Kendrick has been starting at first base recently. In fact, um, he has a 410 batting average in the month of September, so he's hot. Uh, but it could also be Matt Adams. It could also be Ryan Zimmerman. Uh, second base is kind of up for grabs. Estrubo Cabrera has put together an amazing September, 324 batting average with 21 RBIs. Um, but Brian Dozier um, could also start at second, who has 20 home runs this year. <laughs> I mean, so... There's a lot of unknowns for both teams, really. Um, so it's, you know, obviously we're going to, the Brewers and the Nationals will wait as long as they can before they release any other public information. Um, so, yeah, like you said, it, it's all interesting and it's it's super exciting. You just kind of got to shrug this Rockies series off and get your mindset back in the right spot. Um, and I think a good way to do that is by talking about things we hate about the Nationals. Because <laughs> I've got a few, and I'm willing to bet that Trevor here has a couple. So, Trevor, are there any things, um, unless you have anything offensively you want to talk about, is there any other things you hate about the Nationals? Um, well, for the Nationals, I think having that deep of an offensive team is scary, especially in late-game situations. If it's 2-1, to one, in the bottom of the eighth inning, like that's a scary situation for the Brewers, I think, because yeah, maybe you can afford to throw Josh Hader out there two innings, but also that means he's probably going to be unavailable in the next game. Um, 
Well, actually, there's a day rest in between, isn't there? Correct, there is. So I guess you have that luxury of being able to put him out there for two innings if you need to, but it's just kind of scary that at any point they can throw out a very capable pinch hitter and make their lineup nine deep, really, and except maybe in the early innings when Scherzer is still pitching. But it'll, it'll be interesting because there's a lot in terms of like the chess game that the managers can play in this in this game and it'll be interesting to see and also exciting and probably going to be giving me a heart attack so if a Packers podcast doesn't come out this week it's probably because I'm dead from a heart attack from this game um but in terms of things I hate about the Nationals I mean I don't really pay attention to the Nationals so I don't really know what they do but I always hated Bryce Harper so they were close to him and were his team for a long time so i guess that's the only thing i got <laughs> that that's pretty weak <laughs> if i'm being honest I know. um <laughs> things to hate about the nationals uh they have former brewer gerardo para in which if you have not been following him every time he comes up to bat the fucking crowd does baby shark um so that is super annoying and he happened to hit a grand slam you know this weekend and there's a whole crowd clapping their hands singing that stupid baby shark song um so i i do not want to hear that song ever um i hate the fact that the nationals have a bullpen cart like really you're too lazy you can't walk from the bullpen to the mound like or jog or whatever you do you gotta take a cart stupid and then they quote-unquote copied the Brewers they have the little president head races instead of sausage races like come on man get your own ideas you're just stealing from us now it's it's not even an original thought come on (laughs) Uh, so those are definitely definitely things to hate and uh, feel your uh, energy here as we prep for Tuesday's game um, do you have any other final thoughts, Trevor, before we uh, wrap this podcast yeah. up? Yes, I do. And I think anytime Para strikes out, I am going to sing Baby Shark. <laughs> uh, I guess that's acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully that's about four times. Uh, he's got to start for that to happen. I don't know if he will. <laughs> True. Well, hopefully it is, because that'll be all the better. All right. Well, I guess I'll hope to hear lots of baby sharks from Trevor. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Other news, uh, Adam McKelvey just tweeted out, Ryan Braun is expected to be a go. Um, He was available for a pinch hit if needed today. That didn't happen, obviously. Um, And Lorenzo Cain is, quote-unquote, trending in the right direction. Um but he also would have supposedly been available for a pinch hit today too. So I would, uh, what was that? Tyler. Yes. Adam McKelvey just tweeted out Brandon Woodruff will start for the Brewers in the NL wildcard game. The club announces. Hey, all right, there we go. <laughs> now we don't have to redo this podcast. <laughs> uh, good news <laughs> uh, so before anything else uh, life changing happens here we'll probably wrap this up um, that way we don't have to redo it <laughs> um, but 
hopefully, well, I guess no matter what, we'll recap the game on Tuesday night. Um, So look for a podcast coming out on Wednesday. Hopefully we'll be previewing the Dodgers for you and not reminiscing about the loss um, because that thought should not be in your minds at all, Brewer fans. So hang in there. I know this will be a tough two work days to get through, but... You know, crack open a Red Bull Ben Gamel style and get ready for Tuesday because the Brewers are going to be NLDS bound here hopefully pretty soon. And go Brewers. Keep brew leaving. <laughs>